0: You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen, I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, we, we finally had a, an awards event this week. And you were there. I was sitting right there at the Gotham Awards. Me and all these other schmucks.
1: Uh, how far away from the stage were you?
0: I had pretty good seats, I gotta say. I was invited by Bleecker Street, mm-hmm. lovely, uh, lovely distribution company. Love, love Bleeker. Did you um,
1: feel Robert De Niro's rage right in front of you?
0: Yes, I was. At the table across from me was Ben McKenzie, who we know as Ryan nice. Atwood. Love yeah. that. That table also had Boyd Holbrook from my favorite 2024 movie, The Bike Riders, uh, and one of the stars of the movie Bottoms, which I absolutely loved.
1: Wow just th- that adjacency
0: that was where I, but that i wasn't was, at that yeah thing. yeah near me was boots riley another nominee we got awards this year joyce i felt like was a mix between the hollywood film awards the golden globes and the oscars luncheon
1: well as we know uh no cap this year so um a, a lot of, a lot of tributes with the same words in the name of the award and a just lot like of adjective every single time and then Obviously, strikes are over. You know, unleash the stars. This is like the first big event they can go to.
0: Every star, yeah. every star, every movie, every major movie that is in the awards race this year, uh, seemingly had an actor present at this event.
1: If if you're not nominated because you a big studio uh, did not submit because uh you know you're you're not independent, you probably got a tribute.
0: Mo- the ceremony opened with a tribute to the movie Air, which we love. love Air. Uh, and Alex uh, Con- Convery, mm-hmm. screenwriter, accepted on behalf of Ben Affle- It was a word for Ben and Matt, I believe, but neither one of them were there. The only famous people I noticed who weren't there were Matt and Ben, Ryan Gosling, who was either under the weather or just not available. And I did not see Emma Stone, so I wouldn't be surprised if she was there or someone from Poor Things, but those are really the only movies that were not those are the only famous, famous people that I did not notice that were there. But Alec Convery had this, they did a nice thing for Air. And then he goes up and he gave a great speech, loved his speech, but he made me laugh because he's like, Air wasn't an independent film, but it was made like one. And I was just like, sure, it, it was, I guess.
1: Uh, I guess, you know, it would have been great uh, for the founders of Artists' Equity to yeah. have been there.
0: Uh, movie Rustin got a tribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, White House press secretary was there on hand. I was wondering if the Obamas would show up, but no, they uh they did not. Yeah. Uh, kills the flower moon got a tribute, which you mentioned. Robert De Niro gave the intro, and that was the a brief uh, moment of contention at the ceremony. Joyce,
1: but you know what, my man came prepared with his speech on his phone.
0: He had a speech when he came out, I was sitting at the table, like I said, and a couple of people we were joking. we were like, I can't wait for Denier- Wonder how much he's going to say fuck Trump. Because really, anytime he is in front of a mic in the last like five years, he has said something along those lines. And so he got out there and he started reading and there was no fuck Trump. And he seemed a little discombobulated, honestly. And so then they went away. They showed an Im- a package, a clip package of Hills of Flower Moon explaining how great it was. It was an interview with Scorsese and one of the Osage uh, consultants on the film. And then he come back, and De Niro is livid, and like you said, he read from his phone the original speech, which was edited uh, to remove any reference to the former president. And and De Niro, and uh,
1: there's there's since been you know a lot of investigative journalism. Yes, what happened? Who censored Robert De Niro?
0: Still unclear who actually censored it. It seems like a new speech was uploaded into the teleprompter. It wasn't necessarily yeah, like
1: minutes before the ceremony started, and then there's you know sources.
0: Claiming,
1: you know, they thought he signed off on a new draft. He did not, obviously. So, yeah.
0: So he read it on the phone. A, i could see multiple reasons why he was mad because, like I said, when he came out and he was struggling with the teleprompter, he was just like very. He just seemed confused, and it just was like. Not and it's great, one of
1: those, you know, the the clear glass yeah. prompters. You know? He
0: stopped actually in the middle of the speech that he was giving before it cut to the thing. It was like, can. Can we run it back? I'm sorry. You need to to run it back. It was just like not very fluid and certainly not maybe the presentation you want to give to a large room of famous people. But then he was also mad because they cut out whatever he wanted to say. So he said at the end, he was like, I don't feel like he was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm supposed to thank Apple and the Gothams. I don't feel like thank him at all for what they did. How dare they do that, actually? Which is just a great, incredible, great moment. Uh, And then Lily Gladstone accepted this award on behalf of Marty, who was not there. And uh, she was like, she was like, went out of her way to thank Bob uh, for saying what he said and going back and saying what he said about how Trump and, you know, the current political discourse connects to Flower Moon and all these different things. Uh, That was a big moment at the show. People were liking it in the crowd, I thought.
1: A lot of different reactions about it. uh, And I was like, this sounds amazing. It was great. I expect nothing less from Robert De Niro.
0: It was great because the Gothams were very quick. Everybody's eating, you know, they kind of serve their food. The thing was, they had more awards than ever, like we said here. They added TV awards, Beef won awards, which was pretty cool. Uh, Our favorite show from summer feels like 3,000 years ago, but still out there contending for winter awards and and future Emmys, I guess, in January. Uh, And they added these icon and creator and tributes for all these big movies. Well, well, they're
1: all icon and creator tributes, just a different description for each one.
0: uh, Air. Rustin, Maestro, Flower Moon, Barbie. and Barbie were the five, I believe. So a lot of those in this there. They
1: were, they were a Maestro got cultural icon and creator. Barbie yes. got global icon and creator. Okay. Killer's historical icon and creator. Love it. Ferrari icon and creator tribute for innovation.
0: I didn't even Rustin, mention Ferrari.
1: That's awesome. Rustin icon and creator tribute for social justice an air visionary icon and creator. Love the visionary.
0: Uh, The air one was great. A, Michael Mann was there. I think he was one of the only people to get a standing ovation. And Adam Driver did an incredible intro uh, introducing Michael Mann. Here's my take on the Gotham Wars choice, and we'll talk about this. The results mean literally next to nothing, I would say, because they're voted on by a small panel of jurors.
1: Every category has a jury of five, a different one for each category
0: so well, it's not even like, like
1: the, the the nom phase when uh, one jury might do two categories
0: correct and so when you see like the winners were like past lives from best film and anatomy and follow and best international feature and best screenplay and best lead performance went to lily gladstone for unknown country not flower moon where she wasn't
1: nominated but like but flower
0: moon. flower moon and supporting went to Charles Mellon for May December. And these are all great wins and everybody was excited. But like we said, they don't really mean anything, mean anything. But what I felt like the whole thing meant, and again, because the room was like an Oscars luncheon, I was like, you could just get the vibes from the room of what people are excited about this season.
1: Yeah, but I I think, you know, this season is also asterisk because of the strikes. It's like, I think people are excited because this is usually the first stop anyway, but they're even more excited this year because they can finally be out and about talking about these projects. Yeah. They've been muzzled. It's... Speaking about for months, you know.
0: Right. So here was my take. The two takeaways, big takeaways. Uh put Lily Gladstone in first place for best actress ahead head Emma Stone. The room the the it was like the uh the most she was just beloved. Uh her speech for Flower Moon had people crying her speech for unknown country was wonderful uh, people just absolutely like loved her radiated to her I feel like I kept thinking of Spike Lee being like how oh, he's like she's gonna win best actress I was just like I think there she is I just was like I think the embrace of that reminds me so much of like other like actors and people we've just seen win recently where you could just tell that it doesn't actually the performance is the performance and everything is separate but people are just oh, yeah really no it's like it's just vibes together. It's vibes. It's vibes, and so while Emma Stone is amazing in in, fla- in uh, Flower Moon in Poor Things, I think Lily Gladstone will win for Flower Moon. That was my big takeaway from this Gotham Award. So I put her right in first place. I had her in second. Now she's in first. Do you
1: have her for like sweeping everything? I
0: okay. think I will actually. I don't know if I've updated SAG and I haven't updated Golden Globes, but I think I'll have her winning everything. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean that's always been kind of her path and we've seen this basically since the can premiere like the narrative they were building for her the heart and soul.
0: Of she's the, the heart and soul of the film but she's also like I mean, she's a great spokesperson for the film.
1: Yeah like she's she's very articulate and eloquent in all the press that she did before the strike and since the strike ended and like you know a lot of the like they've, they've done a couple like Q&As already since the strike ended and leo's always been by her side like he's he's right there advocating for her so like she she has a cosign right and obviously marty did all the press during the strike for the release of the film just yes. talking her up so and then you know she, he, she has endorsements from spike lee so yes. but like that's all like that's the it's just vibes it's right vibes.
0: yeah it, it, it's full vibes and i was like she's absolutely gonna win I think she could be a sweeper, I really do. And I think that like people want her to win. And the thing about this, that I also thought too, is this is a movie that we've talked about since we saw it and since can that is like, it's hard to know, like, is there gonna be passion for the movie as a whole? Because it's so long and it's such a It could just
1: story. win that and then like be done.
0: So. And that's it. I was like, I don't think Scorsese is gonna win for this movie. I think it'll get like we said, like it's cust- the Scorsese ten nominations at least, right? Like the Scorsese ten, but it's not going to go
1: over it. ten, like gangs or no. It man. is
0: like this is like she is the Cape Blanchett and the Aviator of *Kills the Flower Moon*.
1: But that also won for the Oscars.
0: I know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> From a performance standpoint, I just feel like this is it. So like I have her winning. That was the other. One. That was the first one. The second one is we talked about this. I think in our column, and I think I already had put him in, but I was like. Man, people love Charles Melton. I didn't think his speech was like, his speech was not nearly on the level of Lily Gladstone. He was more shocked and like surprised that he won the The buzz inside the room even before the ceremony started was that he would win. I had moved. I had oh him yeah, in-
1: like we, I, so I update my predictions from a month ago when the nominations were announced. I, I had him in first. I
0: was like. I had him in first and then like an idiot, I put him in second right before, wow. the, right before the show. I had Devon Joy Randolph winning. And then I was like, oh mistake. that's stupid
1: why would you do that
0: I don't know I have no idea
1: it was just like it was so clear I know like, even a month ago
0: <laughs> and it was funny I had Lily Gladstone in first from the first time for unknown country and then I moved her out for Jeffrey Wright like an idiot I don't know I was dumb I went like three I got like three right out of ten.
1: Oh yeah I think so I mean like it, it's like meaningless because it's like you're trying to predict
0: these juries
1: like the, the the tastes of five different people each time like in right. each category
0: <laughs> uh so anyway i put i had charles melton in for supporting actor i really do think there's a lot of passion for him and while his speech wasn't like an all-time moment like it was not like a K K, K- kwan or uh, troy kotzer moment at the gotham awards where both of them won and then like gave great speeches and then were catapulted to their future oscar wins but i do think he's got enough passion for him and enough supporters who are very influential like natalie portman and julianne moore who i think could push him in for a nomination so i think he he's gonna get in that was my other take
1: well you love speeches i don't think they really matter that much especially for an untelevised situation like this and like gothams are again you know not the biggest award show there is like uh, great wins for both of them i think lily definitely can win um and i still think charles is a borderline situation
0: I mean I have him in fourth I, I think he could be fifth easily too but I do think he'll get in that was my big take the yeah like I don't place...
1: think either of those wins are surprising no. um and again there were 10 nominees
0: uh, it, they're not surprising at all and I'm just saying by
1: like... five people um it's like they're great like the Gothams in general are just a great boost for yeah. whoever wins because yeah. you can say you won something
0: yeah it, like and vibes bi- it, again really. it's just the vibes it's all vibes
1: and and it's like and i saw you know a lot of people being like you know the last two uh winners of supporting one supporting actor because it was like when when they went gender neutrals C- troy kotzer and ki Kwan. and it's like yeah but their films also won best picture
0: yeah i don't I'm not ready to make that case for Charles Melton, but I do think that he could get in. Uh, other, let me think, other straight things I noticed. Anatomy of Fall, like a lot of people love that movie, which we knew because it obviously won the Palm the ore. But I mean, like uh, a lot of support in the room, it felt like for that. Uh, a lot of people wondering how Barbie was nominated for anything. Ryan Gosling was a nominee. That one did not go, I'm glad, maybe it was glad, good that he wasn't there because I felt like, people were like, why is he among these nominees for independent? Well,
1: because no. they submitted him. I I, so know. <laughs> I know.
0: That's how it works. <laughs> I know. But it just felt like really strange to have like Ryan Gosling among these nominees for like the billion dollar grossing party. Well, like that's also
1: because I, I do believe that had Apple submitted Killers, that Lily would have been nominated for that. Yes. And would have won. So okay. I do think it's like while that definitely helped her win for the unknown country i do like that she won for that cuz that is more in line in the spirit of the gothams of recognizing independent cinema right right instead of just like rubber stamping a a top oscar player like had they actually given it to Ryan Gosling
0: right I love that Like one of my favorite ones is actually A.V. Rockwell one. I think, best first. That was, feature. yeah, that was or, like a,
1: a slight upset because Celine Song
0: was. Because Celine yeah. Song was nominated for Past Lives. Now, Past Lives won Best Feature. And I felt like Past Lives was obviously going to win Best Feature. And again, it's different juries, so who knows? But like, maybe that jury knew that ever, I'm sure most people realize that Past Lives would win Best Feature, even if you weren't part of that jury, and so like that is a great opportunity to reward a person I mean
1: it could have been a jury of five people who hated
0: past lives maybe but I I doubt that based on I just feel like it it was a nice way to to support another film and it was great her win was great and I thought her speech was really awesome and it's like that's really what the Gotham should be for is to like reward yeah like this 1001 is is not going to be making a lot of you know not going to be winning a lot of awards at major awards right and probably win critics awards or whatever but like it was nice to see you get this big moment in a room full, like I said, of like Leo Bradley Cooper was there, Carrie Mulligan, Margot Robbie, Greta Gerwig, like every major person associated with this award season was there. And to have that movie win in that room felt like really good.
1: Yeah, um, also my favorite thing about the juries in general is that in the nom phase, the juries are comprised of uh, critics and journalists reporters but in the winner phase it's filmmakers and actors
0: it's awesome I love that it's like it's like we depend on
1: the critics to narrow down the field and then we the industry will come in and just pick the winners five of us
0: Joyce do you have the the list up I want to hear some of these juries they showed them on the screens but I was like trying to keep up but I loved I want to hear some of these
1: well so for lead performance it's oh my god this font is so small okay lead performance thomas bensky liz cardenas ethan hawk david lowry love david lowry and afri woodard nice um supporting performance uh juan pablo gonzalez alma harrell uh stephen james anya taylor joy and julie yorn um
0: what else how about screenplay
1: screenplay so this one um lee daniels lena dunham great sean hater scott great. lambert and diego luna
0: that's definitely the best one
1: that like that what a lineup
0: i will say this that is a very uh and I they picked like
1: anatomy that. of a fall which um based on that jury makes sense
0: it makes sense, but I think it shows that Anatomy of Fall is actually like a very much a consensus movie because those are all yeah people, like
1: that's what that's why it makes sense <laughs> all
0: different people right like all different like levels and walks of life and I was like that's so I was like I think I had I think I had left Anatomy of Fall out of my best picture nominations I put it back in instead of Zone of Interest so I have it back in I still don't have Sandra Huller back in because I just can't find room but I think Anatomy of Fall will get in for best picture which I think you already had it in probably but. I put it back in I just think it's like so consensus
1: once again so so reactive
0: well it just helps to see these things and play out in real life and see what people are excited about in real life uh so that was the Gotham Awards I got it was great it was over by 9 45 which you know love that I got home like before eleven thirty.
1: What a way to start off the week uh, at, and after a long holiday weekend.
0: And then I immediately, last night I went to bed at, we're recording this on uh, Wednesday, Tuesday night, I went to bed about nine o'clock. I was like, I'm out. That's I'm a, that's a great
1: that time. <laughs> like, honestly, like anything before midnight is great.
0: Yeah, I'm too old for this Mid- shit. Midnight, I mean, midnight
1: is just, it's like too late, really, for me. Like, I can do it sometimes. Sometimes I just like watch another episode of Friends and then I'm like, okay, I'm going.
0: I love those Friends.
1: It's like, you know, the Nick and Night marathon. So it's right there. You, they just wrote me in, and I'm like, okay, sometimes I just fall asleep during it, and I'm like, I, mean,
0: uh. I usually fall asleep during a lot of stuff I watch on the couch. Here it's tough to stay awake sometimes, there's why you got to go to the theater to see things because otherwise, I'm just, like, I
1: mean, you could also fall asleep in the
0: theater, yeah, that's true. I've done that many of the award season contenders this year, but I try to see them again. uh What else we got, Joyce? So that was that. If you're watching this, uh, we're not going to do a lot on it, but just to to check it off the box, check it off the list. Uh, The New York Film Critics Circle are voting right now, probably for their awards, because we're putting this up on Thursday.
1: Yeah, the winners could be out right now as you're listening.
0: So we're not going to do any predictions on that, but fun. Maybe we'll talk about that, I guess, a little like at some other point in our column. Um,
1: Yeah. So they're they're not doing it on Friday. I know. This year's usually Friday. So weird. Uh,
0: the other thing was a couple of big. You mentioned like the they're off to the races. Bradley Cooper was on Stern. Did you watch that, choice
1: Of course I did. And then you know, film Twitter got their panties in a twist because he said he'd rather have the Eagles win the Super Bowl than him or Maestro winning three Oscars.
0: Incredible flex for Bradley. And Actually, also, I
1: I, I support that even though yeah. I don't support the Eagles, yeah. I support that take
0: absolutely fuck the eagles but like yeah. that is a great take mm-hmm. uh the great thing about bradley was uh when charles melton won this is funny because when charles melton won he got up there after bradley i think accepted his fake award for maestro and then uh charles melton was like go birds uh to to bradley it was great oh, i guess they all are eagles no. fans but the thing that made me laugh was later a photo online I saw a photo going viral of Bradley and Charles talking and it didn't reference that but I'm like clearly that's what they were talking about because like they have no reason to actually be talking
1: other than about Yeah, he's voice. probably like you like the Eagles?
0: Yes, like, 100%. It's like these guys have probably never met before. They'd have no reason to have ever really met. Do you
1: think do you think Bradley's watched Riverdale?
0: No. Maybe. Me, May- honestly maybe, but no. <laughs> I'm loving this Bradley uh he feels like we we talked about this like how For Starz Born, the campaign felt very tight, really tight, right? Like,
1: yeah, like um, director driven.
0: And just like, and And you know, the,
1: the infamous profile. So, and this one,
0: man, I've seen headlines where he's like, I'd absolutely do the Hangover 4, which no one wants. And the Hangover 3 was a deadly disaster. And he's like, I'll do a fourth one. It was so much fun. I'm sure it was great for his bank account too. And he's talking about the He's like, rather- Well,
1: like also like he can see that because he knows it's not going to happen. No, that's that, that's the thing. caveat.
0: I just feel like if this was like five years ago for Star Wars and somebody was like, would you do another Hangover? He would have been like, I'm a serious. Like, he director.
1: wouldn't talk about it because he would just be focused on a Star Wars.
0: I'm a, I'm a serious director now. I'm not talking about fucking Hangover franchise. And now he's like, absolutely hangover for and also i would rather the eagles win another super bowl they just won a super bowl bs yes. like not no, but
1: like it's, it's every five years so because they won well they won the the 2017 to 18 season and yes. 2018 was the year Starsborne came out so, so they're on track again
0: and they're great 10 and 1 or whatever it is 11 and 1 what is their
1: record now? uh no i mean I, I i would be happy for bradley if they won again but i don't want them to win again
0: I definitely was annoyed that they won by three points this last week instead of the two and a half that were lost by the the Bills. That that one really did not help yeah. my my FanDuel account. But
1: uh, do you, do you do the draft? I don't do the draft,
0: but I do. Uh, I do FanDuel. I have like a little like a little slush fund that I just kind of like. That's it. I just leave it in there. And then I had like free a free bet, so I did a parlay of the Eagles and or the Bills, and I forget who else, the Giants maybe because I knew they were going to beat the Pats. And then uh, it lost because the Eagles won by three instead of the line was two and a half. But anyway, uh, I thought that was great. I'm just like, Bradley's all in on this. He seems like he's having a fun time.
1: Well, you know, when you've lost nine times and then especially after everyone last time was telling you like you're going to win and your movie might even win the big five for the first time since Silence of the Lambs.
0: It was something disgusting. And
1: and then like you're losing to Bo Rath. So
0: <laughs> you have to sit there and lose to Freddie Mercury. Goddamn. Holy cow, that's great. Uh speaking of Oscar Losers choice in a nice way possible, because I mean literally that they have lost Oscars. And that Benning had a great profile of Vanity Fair. Did you see that one? Hmm. Uh yeah,
1: a lot of um, you know, because now we're, we're a couple, we're like three weeks removed from the strike, so a lot of stuff is turning out.
0: And so. I thought that profile was really good, and I thought it showed a real strong idea of what the narrative for Annette's nomination will be, which is that, I mean, we've
1: already known her narrative.
0: It was a great it in print, and that she is a, like, so staunchly pro-union and was such a great supporter during the strike. And also her, you know, I just thought all of this worked out really well for her. Things things you already
1: knew because she's head of the uh, entertainment fund or whatever the name is. I I know they changed the name, but yeah, like she already had a profile in THR about that over the summer.
0: Yeah. So this was great. I uh, was like, I'm. I felt more more confident than ever that Annette will get nominated. Reading that profile, I was like, I feel good about having her in my predictions.
1: Did um Did you and your fam watch anything over Thanksgiving like Naiad?
0: We sure did. I I love forcing my family to watch things, uh, while like I, I, under duress. I, I
1: would good. I would never do that <laughs> to
0: my family. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: don't watch anything together.
0: So I had gotten one of the last copies, I guess, of the Oppenheimer 4K Blu-ray, which is sold out everywhere, Joyce.
1: Don't worry, Universal is replenishing this they're,
0: stock. They're printing out more copies, and I was like, we're watching this fucking thing, because my, my mother and father don't go to movies. I don't know why. They have no reason not to. My no, parents the, don't was, go to movies. Uh, there's, they got nothing to do. I don't know what they're doing. They can just watch. They watch uh, the My movies. parents, they
1: just, they go, they like shop, basically, and then they, like, every now and then, they'll be like, oh, we just came back from Connecticut. I'm like, okay, sure. They, uh,
0: they watch a lot of stuff on streaming they watch nyad they watched like the f- fingernails which threw them for a loop i don't know i think my dad watched the killer and he was like the beginning sucks but then it gets good which just seems like a lot of consensus mm-hmm. i was like the beginning's part of the joke dad he's like i don't care it doesn't work uh so we watched Oppenheimer. i was like we're putting my daughter in bed and we're gonna get gotta do it quick because this is a three-hour movie <laughs> we're gonna fall asleep so by about 8 15 we put it on they stayed up the whole time. My mom said she fell asleep a little bit. My dad was riveted, and they both were like, "Great movie. The performances were great." That was their take. A- incredible acting. My mother was way on Matt Damon. Just an incredible performance. She said.
1: What are their Oscar
0: predictions? Uh, they don't. They haven't seen a lot, but they thought that was good. I don't think they've seen Barbie. It didn't seem like one my dad wanted to watch, which I also have on the Blu Ray. I was like, we could watch that for Christmas. Um but no, they were all in. They love Matt Damon. Like I said, my dad didn't even realize it was Downey. He was like, look, who's that? I was like, he's like, is that Robert Downey Jr.? I was like, yeah. He's like, wow.
1: Well, he doesn't look different.
0: I mean, he kind of does because he looks like an old man. He looks but, like, like his it's age.
1: Still, like, it's still his face.
0: He looks like his age, not like he's like trying to be 25 years younger. Uh, my takeaway watching it for now, that was the third time I've seen it, is that it's just the best. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I took Emily Blunt out of my predictions because I was just like, I don't think as much as I like her in it, I was like, it's really just the one scene and I think there's going to be other people people are more passionate about than Emily Blunt. I think she'll be like a four or five for a lot of people and that won't be enough.
1: She, I mean, she she's a, a classic coattail but she, for the first time really in her career, she has a, a strong film to coattail She's
0: on really strong film to coattail on oh. and i think the other i think there'll be more passion for the other performers though my list is complete chaos and you're gonna laugh I mean, who did you I give I'll, a place for with well i have Daniel brooks winning which i feel like more confident in by the day i have devon randolph in second and jody foster in third i think jody is really gonna get in then i have america ferrara back in and i have julianne moore for may december i'm going in on may december here
1: well, you already put her in last week, so you just replaced Emily with America.
0: Yeah, back in on America, and then I had thought of Penelope Cruz for my uh, Ferrari, which I haven't watched, but I got the I got the disc.
1: Um, yeah, I watched that. I I liked her. Uh, I'm not like as blown away by her as a lot of people seem to be. Uh, seem to be, but I thought she was good. Um, that's always been the knock on Emily since the movie came out, and I don't know why that like she's not really in it except for that one. Seen at the end her testimony um like she is in the background a lot when um robert is testifying throughout but like she like that's just she's not a lead we know she's not a lead no
0: like she, i i guess more than it wasn't that she's not in it as much because she's i mean she's in it a, a perfectly fine amount to get she's in it
1: about because matthew stewart timed it Like she's yeah. in it for like 17 minutes which oh. is i think she's in it literally 30 seconds less than matt damon
0: yeah I, i'm fine with the way she's in it but I just felt like the thing I, the, I guess the problem I have with her big scene is that if you're watching the movie, it actually doesn't even need, like, I really like this, I love this movie, it's my favorite movie the whole year, but I was like, it doesn't actually do anything for the story, like, it's not like a Victoria, it's not like a great moment, it's a nice moment for her character to like stand up for herself, but there's actually no reason like, I don't even understand, having even watched it three times, why she's up there. <laughs> They're trying to get her to, like, talk about her communist background, and then she kind of throws a monkey wrench into Jason Clark's, uh third degree. But, like, it doesn't really amount to anything, and it's a cool scene, but it's, like, one of those scenes at the end of the movie where I'm just like, if this wasn't in the movie, it wouldn't change a single thing about the movie, and that, to me, felt more of a detriment to the – her possible candidacy i guess then whether she's in it a lot or not you know what i mean it just doesn't if you took that scene out would anything be different
1: well like if you took that scene out she still has her i mean her big moments really are in the third act because you see what like how much it's killing her like she literally says to him that like why are you just letting them like run roughshod all over you and you think like everyone will forgive you because you let them so like she's fed up with him and she's also trying to defend him so they're like all of her material is really in the third act so I think it's it's fine for the story and it makes sense for the story um and it's like I I think I think people just want her in it more which I understand and then also it's like the knock on Nolan like he doesn't know how to write like female characters you know, I, which yeah. I don't think is fair to this movie because it's so from the perspective of Oppenheimer. Um, But I also don't think like your issue with it, like story-wise, I don't think people think about that. Like they'll just be like, I love Oppenheimer. I love that scene, like her scene. And like the yeah.
0: whole Maybe you're right. I mean, that's very possible. I just was like, I to me, I was like, it's a great scene and she's great in it, but I have no idea why it's actually in the movie beyond like giving her more to do. And I actually think she's maybe even better in the scenes you're talking about, which are very short, but like her like fighting, like, why are you like those scenes when she's like arguing about like having him stand up for himself in the third act, and her best moment is actually like when she doesn't shake uh, uh yeah, like all of her stuff can. is in the last
1: act, and people love her in the last act, and you know what I say, you need a good beginning or a good yeah, ending. I still
0: think I still think there will be more support though. Like we said, there doesn't need to be a lot of number like I feel like there's more like there's to me it feels like Julia Moore would have more number ones and like a lot more passion behind her even if she's not going to get the mass aggregate amount of votes that maybe Emily Blunt would get so that was why I kind of like think her and America Ferrara could get in on passion beyond Emily who probably is going to be like a four or five for a lot of people
1: um I like I think that category is pretty open at this point anyway and then again she just has a strong movie and well, the like movie supporting's is all about to tales too. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I don't think she's I don't think she doesn't not have passion. Like I think there there she has passion especially for the testimony scene and the handshake right the handshake. So I don't, I don't like know. like she I don't think she'll she'll get a ton of number ones, but I think she'll get number one I don't think she's a filler nominee like I I have her as a solid third which you might consider just filler because it's not first. no I
0: think that's pretty high I think the top three if you're top three that's really good so
1: yeah like I don't don't think she's winning no but like I think like everything really for the first time is lining up for her to get her first nomination that's true so
0: I could see you're getting in obviously but I don't have her in and I just could see her not getting into. um Other takeaways from Killy Murphy rules so good.
1: He's the best, and, and uh... Downey
0: is amazing, and the the writing is so good. And I was like, actually, this time, you know, I've been on Team Matt Damon, and this goes to what you were saying about how it's going to be impo- not impossible, but unlikely for it to get another male actor in in supporting because how do you pick a fave? But I was like, man, David Crumholtz is so good, and he could probably get in on like merit. But he won't get in reality. And I also thought Alden Ehrenreich; it's just awesome in his scenes with Downey. It's they're just so good. He's so good.
1: All all the dudes are great. The entire supporting cast. So, um, but I do think like they've they're streamlined to focus on Downey because that's just easiest.
0: And I think you're right. And I still I still think he'll win. I still have him in first choice. We could go to emails now. Now that we're off of Oppenheimer, that's so many emailed us at slugfest at goldderby.com. I'm going to start with this one because it lets us talk about some categories we haven't really discussed yet on, on the pod here. It's from our old pal Harold and Maud. You remember? Hi, Joyce and Chris. I hope you're doing well. Today, I have two questions. My first being about best original score. While I know this category isn't particularly important and you haven't really predicted it yet on Gold Derby, I have been adamant since day one. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny will get this nomination. And I feel like I'm somewhat alone on this. John Williams just got the Grammy nomination. At this point, I feel like na- it's naive to say he's not on the level of Diane Warren. He can get a nomination with any movie, even though Indiana Jones is far from being as irrelevant as Four Days or Tell It Like a Woman or Flaming Hot maybe for Diane this year. I'm adding that as an editorializing because I know she's in contention for that as well. I think Ludwig Gorenson is a shoe in for a second win for Oppenheimer, but I'm wondering if you guys think I'm crazy on this. My second question has nothing to do with award season, but I'm curious about your favorite Oscorns Before 1960, some of mine are American in Paris for Best Picture and Joe Van Fleet for East of Eden for Supporting Actress. That's Harold and Maude. Why don't we do score first, Joyce, and then we could look at the history while I pull up Wikipedia and refresh my memory of movies that came out uh, before. Um, yeah, and- I have to do that too. Um,
1: <laughs> well, you know what, Harold and Maude? I also have Indiana Jones in. So. Wow,
0: I don't have it in. Now I feel like I feel like the idiot now.
1: Well, maybe you should. Are you so you can predict these shortlist categories now because they've yes. been added at some point. I don't know. We don't we don't control this, but they were added. So they
0: were added. So here's what I have. Want to do these quick? Should we go through all of them, or just score?
1: I mean, do we need to go through all of them? That might do take a while.
0: Why don't we do score and song? Keep it musical. Uh, for score, I got Oppenheimer, Kills of the Flower Moon, Spider Verse, Elemental, and Poor Things.
1: I have Oppie, Poor Things, Killers, The Zone of Interest, and Indiana Jones, and A Dial of Destiny.
0: So you don't have either animated movie?
1: I did not. I thought about Spidey, and then I just saw Indy right there, and I'm like, I'm just going to go with John Williams.
0: So uh, Elemental will be Thomas Newman. Getting in and he's never won. I think he's got how many nominations choice? 13, 12, 13, something. A billion.
1: He's he's gonna catch up to John Williams. (laughs)
0: Uh having rewatched that on an aeroplane recently, it's a really solid movie and uh, a great score. And the Spider-Verse one, I'm not forsaking my pal Daniel Pemberton. He just fucking rules and the Spider-Verse score is the best. It's so much better than the actual movie itself. I can't even stress how good it is. And he's got new themes and all these different things. I feel like that could almost win, even though I have Oppenheimer, obviously, in first. So if I was going to put John Williams in, I'd have to drop four things. And kind of like, maybe I will, because I don't really remember the score that much. And, you know, maybe I'll take it out. And put Spidey in. I mean, a uh, Dial of Destiny in, even though I don't think that's a particularly memorable indie score. Or
1: it doesn't matter. It's it's John Williams. All
0: right, I'm putting him in and dropping Poor Things, which you have in second. Shows me how good I'm doing. Uh,
1: well, it's also because like I, I do think the Poor Things score is memorable. Maybe you just haven't seen it in a while.
0: I only saw it the one time.
1: I've I've only seen it the one and time. And I but did I not saw sleep it a month
0: later than you did. I did not sleep through it. I I watched it. I liked it a lot. And
1: uh, um. What's going to be your Babylon this year in
0: emerging? Well, Spider Verse I think is the best score of the whole year, even better than Oppenheimer. And I don't even like the movie that much. I think it's totally fine, but uh, it's a fine movie. It's like a B, but the score is an A. I love the theme. I love the Gwen stuff. My big take on Spider Verse is that should just be they should have just made a Gwen movie.
1: I mean, that's the first twenty minutes.
0: It's the first twenty minutes, like the last twenty minutes. So I'm like, you could have just made that as one movie. (laughs) It would have been like the best. And the mild stuff at the middle feels like a lot of setup for the next one, which I'm very excited to see whenever it comes out. But I thought this is like an all time Pemberton score.
1: Um, he also did Ferrari, which you can hear once you watch it. So I can't
0: wait. Yeah. Uh, good year for scores. I actually also really love the Barbie score. I think it's awesome. It gets lost, kind of like ignored because the music, the songs are so good, but the score itself is great.
1: Yeah, it's just a lot more subtle. I don't think it's getting in. No. So.
0: Uh, in song, well, we're keeping a musical, I got uh, What Was I Made For, I'm Just Ken, and Dance the Night Away, or Dance the Night, all in there for Barbie. Then I have This Wish, which I got to say, Joyce. You have
1: three songs. You can't have three because only two can get in.
0: Only two can get in? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. But only two per movie. Okay. That makes it even easier. <laughs> then I have Bar- What Was I Made For And I'm Just Ken, This Wish, The Color Purple, and I have Flame and Hot, Fire Inside.
1: Uh I have what was I made for? I'm um, just Ken, This Wish, Keep It Moving, and The Fire Inside. That That's was the Diane way. I chose.
0: Yeah. I have the same one. They're promoting that heavily.
1: Yeah. So obviously that that I mean I just had that locked in at five right there. And then I was like, the two Barbies and then two
0: more slots. So, so uh, the movie Wish, Joyce. Not uh bombed. Not a great, not a great film. Did
1: you see it again with your daughter?
0: No, we saw the Marvels, which I actually liked a lot. And she liked it. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? It's really good. Everyone trashing it. I was like, boy, why did everyone give a shit about this movie? It's actually better than a lot of the other Marvel movies I've seen recently. It's lot
1: on under two hours. Just, yeah.
0: Like you could see- Low
1: stakes, but like it's high stakes plot wise, but like low stakes as like a film overall.
0: Yeah. And you could see where like, I feel like, Certainly in the first act, they probably cut out probably about a half an hour of exposition to get like to the point. It's
1: completely unnecessary. And like, again, you don't need to see any of the shows because no. they they give you the expo in the dialogue in one sentence.
0: <laughs> it was great. I thought it was actually pretty good. I, I thought it was like, am not like, I'm not the biggest uh, Eternals fan. I thought that was like really bad. And I didn't think a lot of like Thor 4 and Black Panther 2 was great, but I thought they were like well-made and this i thought was like just better than those movies. I don't know if it's as well made. You know what i mean? Like Black Panther 2 had like a higher pedigree of all the elements, but the story i thought was not as good as like Marvel's.
1: Yeah. Um it's it's just, you know, it it's it's getting eviscerated because it unfortunately is just coming out um at a time when things are not great for Disney or the MCU.
0: I think that's it. Uh, and then, you know, not, we know
1: yeah. we know everything else about how, how the internet feels about some of the people involved in the film, so. Yeah, that but, felt like so,
0: a lot of that. Yeah. I also felt like when critics, my take on movies on critics is, uh, some of my best friends are critics, choice, But my take on critics is when they do uh, see a movie, they give a good review to a first movie that is not as good as they said. Or is they feel like embarrassed that they gave a pass to the first time. When the second one comes around, they're extra harsh on it. And I think Captain Marvel got pretty solid reviews, even though I think it's actually not very good at all. And I think it's like way worse than the Marvels. I think the Marvels is a much better movie than Captain Marvel. But I think people were like gonna be extra hard on the Marvels because they felt like retroactively that they should have been harder on Captain Marvel. Yeah.
1: And yeah. Um... But that also came out, you know, right before Endgame, and like all the hype was, you know, like, uh, you know, a female lead finally. So not Black Widow. Yes. And it made a billion in the box office mm-hmm. because it was leading up to Endgame too. Yeah. So, it's and like yeah, I do think that's like a thing. And again, I, I'm friends with a lot of critics too, and it's like the same thing with TV shows too and seasons. Like sometimes the first season. Just raves, right? And then the second season, it's like you're looking back on the first season and like you're trying to judge the new season based on what you thought of the last season, but also now you're rethinking of the last the last season because of what you just watched in the new season.
0: And also, what the response I think to the, the first season was because yeah. a lot of people are reviewing things before people
1: yeah. see. And then TV is also interesting because sometimes you don't get the full season to review. It's just like right. the first four episodes.
0: That's true uh wish though i did not see again love love the music i think this wish is a great song it's a banger
1: i haven't heard it what what if this is like my new no time to die it could
0: be uh keep it moving from the color purple i think is uh, a pretty solid song i would say the placement in the film is a little uh tonal whiplash but it's a good song
1: uh yeah yeah it's a
0: very happy it's a very positive yeah song. It, it's
1: nice it's just like uh you know more stuff for Hallie Bailey to do
0: and it it feels like it's a big year for her I could almost see I almost put her in for color of her color for a uh, uh, little mermaid too because I think her for the first time is a really good song also um but yeah that's uh
1: do you have the ability winning again I do yeah I do.
0: um so that's music choice
1: yeah, so uh, Indiana Jones. I, I don't even remember the score. So
0: how about uh, so best Oscar winners before nineteen sixty?
1: Oh right, I need to.
0: This is a nightmare for me because I don't have a good memory. Are
1: we it. are we just like any category?
0: I mean, do we do any category? Should we just do like best picture?
1: Um, I don't know because if it's like before nineteen sixty, um, I would I'll, I'll just uh, do my default and do a streetcar named desire
0: that's good I was going to do the apartment which is 1960 but does, yeah. can, I, can I count that
1: no because it came out in
0: 1960 okay so I guess Casablanca I'll just be basic and do that it's another <laughs> one I like it's tough to think about these old movies because a lot of them do they I mean like I think Casablanca still works now as well as it did you know yeah. it's like a timeless movie but some of these I think are a little dated I would say the apartment, not so much. I think that's a real, real all-time movie. Uh, let's see where I got here. Let me see other emails. This one's from Guillermo, long-time long time listener. Hi guys, I hope you have a, had a great Thanksgiving. It's been a while since I wrote in all caps. LOL. Sorry about that. But I listen every week. My question is, which acting category are you seeing the, the the being the chaotic one this year? Last year it was supporting actors, with Angela Bassett, Jamie Lee Curtis, and and Kerry Condon splitting many awards and which will be the most locked bonus question for Joyce predict the Australian open men and women winners I'm going oh my with uh, Noel and uh, Rybakina did I say that one right Joyce or no?
1: Oh Nole, Novak Djokovic and yeah. Elena Rybakina.
0: There you go so we've talked about this in terms of sweepers and also chaos might take after I think I would have said Best Actress, but now I'm all in Lily Gladstone sweeping. So I probably will remain with Best Supporting Actor as probably the most chaotic one this year. I think it could be set up for a downy sweep, um, but I also think Gosling could win. I think you're going to see a lot of Charles Melton critic prizes, and I think we could have a lot of different winners there, certainly from the televised shows. like I could see that being a little more open than maybe I thought. But I don't know. I, we could end up with like four pretty set categories by next month.
1: Yeah, like the like for like the televised awards yeah. for sure. Like it could still be chaotic with critics, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I can see Lily not winning any of the big three awards. I think she probably win at least one somewhere. But I can see her not winning any of the three, and then you know start winning at the Globes right and then pull through and as we've said like sag would be the most difficult but if she's just sweeping and it's vibes
0: you know vibes
1: um yeah i think before uh color purple was seen uh i would have said supporting actress but i can see danielle just stomping through now too and she's another one who i think might not win any of the big three critics awards, but I think should do really well in regional critics awards. And then she could start her sweep with the televised awards so and like same thing with actor, too, because i I think most people have Bradley, although I think killian is still in first. like week is
0: still in first. I think Bradley, if he wins, starts winning. I think you'll get the get the sweeper going. We could have Bradley. I mean, Bradley, Lily, Danielle. And Robert Downey Jr. could just sweep for over.
1: I hope they don't. I, I hope we don't get boring sweepers in all four, because I hate that.
0: We could though. I need
1: year. I need chaos in at least one category. I so I don't
0: know where it's gonna be. I think that could be real sweet. Uh who knows?
1: It's just like, guys, like do your own thing. Like think for yourselves. Stop copying off of some other people's homework, or just because you see someone winning and you wanna. Say you voted for them too, even if it's not your favorite. Uh,
0: how about the Australian Open, sometimes?
1: Um, yeah. Uh, I I would never bet against Nole in Aussie, so he's going for number eleven. There, it'll be great if we have a Nole Yannick center final, especially after Yannick's fall run and like he he beat him twice within two weeks, just beat him at Davis Cup um after the round Robin at the ATP finals and then Nole beat him in the final. So um but yeah that'll be good. But I think like you know like Nole will be refreshed because now it's the, the off season. The tennis off season is very short. Um and that's that's you know his best slam. Um the woman side will be interesting because I think we have a lot of people who could win. Um Iga Swiatek, I think she she could do well there. She hasn't made the final there yet, but I think she's gotten her mojo back since she lost and now has reclaimed a number one ranking. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Arena Sabalenka, defending champion, um, you know, can't counter out especially if her serve is clicking. And then Rebakina, like I really thought she was going to win last year because she made the final and she won the first set, and uh, but then Arena came back Uh, because arena has uh she she can capitulate okay (laughs) uh especially from a winning position um but she came from behind this time um and, and won so yeah i worry about elena because she has some uh like health issues a lot okay so but yeah like she she feels like she should be uh a hardcore slam winner especially like in Australia, like the beginning of the season, you know, she's already won Wimbledon. Um, and then, of course, we had Naomi Osaka coming back from maternity leave a few times. So that'll be fun. I don't know if she'll win, especially right off the bat. But, you know, like when Kim Kleisters came back from two years and having a child, she won the U.S. Open in 2009. So who knows?
0: It's great.
1: Yeah. The- you had no idea what i just said so
0: I, I mean i've heard of some of these names i follow sports i know you know i follow tennis i don't really follow it as much anymore
1: not the you know what It like anyone can win as long as it's not the eagles so
0: okay. uh email us at slowfest at goldderby.com with all your tennis questions because joyce is an expert and we'll be able to answer away uh this one's from frank uh hi chris this was- I was finally able to see you. Salt Burn in its wide release, and I loved it. It really nails the ending, even though it's so twisted, and is really just entertaining. I don't think Barry Keoghan will get an Oscar nom for this, but he a thousand percent should. It really should again for screenplay, though, just for the line when Rosamund Pike calls someone malignantly ugly. Just amazing. That's from Frank. One of us. One of us.
1: Is this your other burner? It's <laughs>
0: It's not my burner. We are proud and strong. The Saltburn hive remains committed to Saltburn.
1: I'm, I'm really happy that last week, when we had to assign uh, side dishes, Thanksgiving side dishes to films, that I said, Saltburn is Brussels sprouts because it's polarizing. And as we've seen the past couple of days, it's Brussels sprouts
0: wow. People really hate this movie in a way that they have not hated something since Babylon, which is also one of my favorite movies. And previously, The Wolf of Wall Street, which is also one of the greatest movies ever made. So I feel like this will age well. And I feel like uh, I know you were, you were not, you did not hate it and you did not love it. So you're No, it's
1: like, it's totally like in the middle for me. Like, it's totally fine. But when I was watching it, I was like, this is such a Chris movie. Like, it's totally Babylon coded. Um, It just, like, everything was, this is another vibes thing.
0: Big vibes. It's
1: like, Uh, you know, aesthetically great, amazing. Um, and, but like (laughs) dramaturgically doesn't really make a lot of sense, especially in the third act.
0: (laughs) I will say this, my takes on the movie are a, I think it'll age well. And I think the people who hate it are over the top in their hate. And I think that's true. Like, I think
1: it's, it's totally fine.
0: (laughs) I also think if you look, maybe it's just myself selecting, but I would look at the letterbox and I look at like, who's given it like two stars or two and a half stars, which is bad on Letterboxd because you're out of five. It's a lot of uh, male critics between the age of like 35 and 50. And I think they are, it is interesting. I will just say, I think it's interesting that they, that in, that group has seemingly really been triggered by this film. And part of that, I think the reason is because the idea that their avatar in the film is Barry is actually not a hero and is actually like kind of shitty is part of the reason why. I think people are expecting maybe more of a straightforward uh, let's go eat the rich and like be feel good about it. And that's not really what the movie is. And I think that makes it more interesting as a movie, but I don't know. We'll see how it ages. I
1: mean, I, I, you know, as you know, I'm not on Letterboxd, but uh like I, I know a lot of women who don't like it either, like they hate it too. Um, I know uh two people who saw it over the weekend. One of them was just like whatever, and she thought, um uh what's his name? Like Archie should have been the the main character. He's great. Yeah. And so that was her hot take. And then the other one, uh, she hated it. But for like her issues were with it were with the script, like similar to me, just like the last act. and then, um, so it's not like it's it's not about like at any of like you know the the twist like but my my thing with it is more like i it feels like it doesn't really know what it wants to be. like it's like I understand all the shock value, which is fine. But then it's like, do you want this to be a twist or not? Because it's super obvious.
0: I never you know. thought that it felt like a twist. One of the, I was talking to somebody about this at the Gotham Awards and they were saying they enjoyed the movie, but that presenting it as an awards movie has done it a disservice because it sets expectations at a different level. And I mean, like, Emerald Fennell has talked about, like, cruel intentions is like a main like is she she, on her letterbox they you know they do like a letter letterbox on the red carpet yes I
1: I know what happens on letterbox
0: (laughs) and they do like your top four and they asked her and like on the red carpet for and she like her first movie mentioned was cruel intentions and I was like yes of course it was because that's what this is like kind of going for and I just feel like that's like one of my favorite movies and I think one of the most rewatchable movies like yeah and I
1: I agree like I think like that it it is like that and I think it should wholly embrace itself being like that instead of um, try. I think it's part of the marketing but also the way she's also talked about the movie too like she also wants it to be highbrow like she talks about her highbrow influences as well
0: yeah I think and maybe the framing has thrown people off if you're expecting like I mean to me it's like I would not I don't separate I'm like that's one of my favorite movies of the year And we if we do our uh, favorite movies of the year that will be like right at the top of your mind like Oppenheimer, Barbie and Saltburn. Let's go, um, but yeah, I think if you set the expectations that it's supposed to be a serious awards movie, uh, then people will be disappointed. But I do think,
1: yeah, there's just like it. There's just a you know some deficiencies mm-hmm. I think in in the story and the script, and I really did not need that last montage.
0: I like the montage. I like all. Oh, you of the would
1: script. like the montage. Like I, I did not need
0: that montage. That uh, this one's from Gina. Hi, Joyce and Chris. It's been a while, but I hope you're both doing well. I have a few questions regarding the color purple now that we have a good chunk of reactions from those early screenings. Fair warning, some pretty long questions ahead, but I had some thoughts to get off my chest. I gotta say, Joyce, I've read long questions. These are fine. Gina, you're good. Don't worry about it. Uh, I have a strong feeling that Blitz Bazawule will get a director nomination for the film. I understand that a first time nominee has a trickier time getting in this category, but considering how hard it is for musicals to get in, the screenplay races, and my belief that like *The Color Purple* will get a significant amount of above and below the line nominations, more than some other films vying for a director nomination, I think he will. It will stand a real chance. What are your thoughts on this? Let me start there.
1: Um, I don't have him in director. Do you?
0: I don't either. I will say. I think if he's in that second can, a uh, second five but towards the bottom for me. I just think there's too many it's like- too much, Yeah, it's too packed. It's too packed and there's too many like standalone, like Jonathan Glazer, I don't have in anymore, but I feel like he would have a better shot based on like the branch and like the, you know, insularity of that branch than Color Purple, even though I think Color Purple will end up with like more nominations than Zone of Interest.
1: Um, I also think the the film would have to be like solidly in the top five in best mm-hmm. picture for yeah. to elevate blitz to and right now i don't have it in the top i think i have it in eighth or something you think
0: he could get in at like the golden globes
1: i mean it's packed there too i don't have a minute at the Globes.
0: i don't have a minute at the globes either the but play. if he was gonna get in i guess one of these things that i always think about is like it's gotta have something you have to get in for it to like
1: you know where he can get into critics choice with like yeah. their 12 slots yeah yeah
0: and then if he got in there, and then all of a sudden maybe he gets in Golden Globes, and you kind of can start talking about it. Well, okay. the Globe
1: nominations come out first. I know before Critics' Choice. That's so. true. Um, but yeah. yeah, I don't. Um, I I mean, I he could probably. I don't think he would win any of the the big three critics prizes, but I could see him being you know nominated at regionals. Yeah. And stuff. I don't think. BAFTA would go for him. I yeah I think like he would have trouble picking up uh, precursors yeah. nominations yeah so but if but if the movie like I think the movie would, would do well uh, box office wise um, and if it does sustain you know good word of mouth and have like great reviews and just kind of rises into the top five then maybe he could get pushed in there but right now I I don't have him in.
0: So. Uh, next question for Gina. I have this sinking feeling that Coleman Domingo could surprise with the supporting actor nomination, especially if voters really rally behind the film following his release. Could he and Charles Melton Melton both prevail together in this case? It would most likely knock out the double nod for poor things, assuming Gosling, RDJ, and De Niro all stay, which is why I'm not sure just yet, but with Emma Stone being prioritized most of the actors, that would not be. it wouldn't be too surprising of the actors for that film. It wouldn't be too surprising. Well, I already bumped De Niro out for, for Melton myself. And I think if I was going to put Coleman Domingo in, and I actually think he could be like in sixth right now, honestly, and, uh, based on how and he's- supporting actor? Moment, I think he's like not far off. Uh, Maybe seventh, I guess I'd have De Niro six in my case. And then, and then Coleman seventh ahead of like Dominic Sessa, I guess. Like that, he's like in that range to me. I could, if I was going to knock off one of the poor things people, I would actually probably knock off Ruffalo over Defoe.
1: Be- because you're, you're swayed by well, campaigning and doing interviews and Mark not having done much yet. Nailed it. You're just so predictable. Nailed it. Um, What about your guy Sterling K. Brown?
0: Uh, I think he'd be behind these guys. I think it's a great I, I I guess the problem with that is like all of the people in American I still like have American fiction like locked in for a sag ensemble nomination. I think it's hard to pick one of the actors and like they're all like so supporting of Jeffrey that it would be tough, I think, for any of them to break through individually. Uh
1: I I I had Coleman in in my like early, early predictions last March, I think, or or in March. Yeah. I guess not last March. But um yeah, I don't have him in anymore. And uh I I think it's similar to Blitz. I think the movie will really have to explode to carry him into here. Um, and I don't know if I even because I've seen, you know, people obviously talk about like, oh, he could get double noms with like this and Rostan in lead. And I, I don't think that's gonna happen and i don't even think like one necessarily helps the other or like rustin will like help him here
0: no you know i don't i think he could get in here and it would not have anything to do with him also getting in or not getting in for rustin yeah yeah but i do think he can get in i I don't have him like i said i would have him in that like seven eight range for this
1: yeah like it's a very flashy big performance it's it's the, the villain yeah. role, you know, he's mister, so he does get to do a lot um, in it, and um, yeah, I still have my my double
0: poor things. So. Me too. I just took out De Niro for Melton. I have the double poor things. If you had to pick up poor things, would you also pick the foe, though? You were early adopter on the foe.
1: Uh, would I pick him to keep?
0: If you had to drop or, one of them, would you drop If them I had or to or drop one? one of them? Yeah.
1: I mean, like I personally would keep Willem, but um I think I think I would drop him though for predictions sake, because I think people might just, you know, find Mark more surprising. Cause I think yeah. people don't know he's funny. Yeah. And so
0: last part of the, the Gina email, assuming that Daniel Brooks does win supporting actress and assuming voters love this film a lot. Do you see the color purple getting at least one other win? I asked this because I've seen someone suggest should Barbie vote split an original song. It can grab a win there. Either that or the color color purple could potentially stand a chance at upsetting and costume designs and getting a ton of costume mentions from the initial reactions. Love to know your thoughts and I appreciate you both so much. Have a wonderful day. That's from Gina.
1: Oh, you too. Uh, I don't think I have an infras anywhere else besides Danielle.
0: I don't either. I think costumes would be tough because I think of Barbie and poor things, the elaborate yeah. of those costumes feel like top. I,
1: I would, yeah, I would say they're ahead of color purple.
0: And I think it could production design. I thought was actually like really cool. And I think it could compete there, but again, Barbie and poor things feel so original and elaborate that it might be tough, but I, I would say actually maybe it's a better chance of production design than costume, so I wouldn't have it winning in either.
1: Yeah, I think it's like just really tough competition in both. And um I I don't like I think if it's like not poor things or Barbie winning one of them, it will be the other.
0: You know. I, yeah. So. I could also see here's what I was thinking too. I think it could get in for adapted screenplay.
1: Uh, I don't have it in Adapted Screenplay. I, I, I
0: don't, I don't either. But if you look at the list. This I do is the tougher category. So I have right now. And it's a musical. Here's my five. You're going to laugh in my face. Uh, Oppenheimer, American Fiction, Poor Things, and Kills of Flower Moon. That's like a pretty set top four, I feel like, right? Like for argument's sake. Then I have Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. I just threw it in because I like it. Uh, Zone of Interest is in fifth in the odds. All of the Strangers both could easily get in. Then already there got me, Margaret. Spider-Verse and then the color purple. I don't think it's far off that the color purple could get in, honestly, if, if people like it.
1: I mean, I, I think like where it is now is probably accurate. Yeah. But I, I, mean, I it in, like saying. it's just, you know, it's a musical script i know and then this like like maybe if it were in original which is way emptier (laughs) but yeah like i have my five is oh my gosh where am i uh oppenheimer american fiction poor things killers and the zone of interest so and then i i think like all the strangers would get in before color purple.
0: Right.
1: So. Right. But even if it, it got in, I don't think it's wedding adapted, no, no, which either. was her question. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> so either.
0: Uh last one here. And we'll be off. Next week we're going to do our globes picks, Joyce, which is great. We got time for one more email here. It's from our Old pal David L. Hi, Chris and Joyce. Please read my full email. It's short, so don't edit it. So we're starting off with a bang. Uh, my two questions are, why does Joyce keep saying the 2014 was a weak year for best actress? There were so many great lead roles for women in the category that year, Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl, and Reese Witherspoon for Wild. I remember when I was bawling my eyes out seeing Julianne Moore in Still Alice as this woman was struggling with Alzheimer's. Do you really think those roles are weak?
1: No, I don't. Weak, I mean, in terms of the Oscars. Because the nominees were Julianne Moore, Marion Cotillard, Felicity Jones, Rosamund Pike, and Reese Witherspoon, and only one of them was from a Best Picture nominee. Felicity I mean, Jones.
0: My, I would say agree that is a weak year, but I mean yeah. I think personally, like Rosamund Pike and Reese Witherspoon are amazing in those two movies.
1: No, th- these are completely separate things. Like he's right. reacting to the performances, which yes. that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Oscars. I'm never
0: talking. It's about uh, like we said. It's about uh, vibes. It's not performance. Always, it's vibes. Yeah. Like, uh, I love
1: Gone Girl, but the they do not like Gone Girl. <laughs>
0: okay. My other question is, why do you think the New Globes membership will affect who they choose to nominate? Like when Joyce said the Old Globes would nominate Joaquin Phoenix for Napoleon. Here's my theory. What if the Old Globes is still the New Globes, but more members with similar same tastes? I have a feeling a lot of the Globe voters from Europe will love Napoleon. Also, when are you guys seeing George Clooney's new film, The Boys in the Boat? I'm seeing it at a screening on December 6th in New York. And I heard from film critic Jordan Rumi uh, that it was screened for Globe voters and Critics' Choice voters before Thanksgiving, and they've said it's Clooney's best film since the Ides of March. I think it could be a surprise player in the awards race over the color purple.
1: Um, I don't know when I'm seeing it. Do you? But I've I've heard um, a, a wider range of reactions, I'll say.
0: I haven't heard, honestly, a single thing about it. I, oh, I've seen the trailer I, and I haven't uh, to seen it.
1: Yeah, I well, I don't personally know someone who saw it, but I know someone who knew someone who saw it. And uh they did not like it. I
0: I love George Clooney. He's one of my all-time favorite actors. And I think as a director, I wish his movies were slightly better.
1: Same. <laughs> and I kinda wish he would just sometimes focus more on acting.
0: <laughs> He's absolutely one of the greatest actors that ever live. Uh I love him so much. But yeah. I've not heard a lot about it. I don't know when I'm seeing it, but I'm sure we'll see it at some point.
1: Yeah, um, but also it it's just the uh, the campaign has been very quiet too. So uh, like from the from the back end, it's it's like you know at a not even at a simmer because at a simmer you think you're going to get a boil
0: soon. I it reminds me a lot of a uh, man called Otto from last year, where it's like a late late movie that's for adults that. Uh, is pretty good and probably will do pretty well as like a movie in theaters like it's going to be in theaters like so yeah. i think i think people will see it uh and it will play probably with like nice legs because it's into january no one's gonna be there's no real new movies and all this stuff but i think it's too late to make any significant impact in like an awards race but who knows
1: yeah and like really all they've done is just drop the trailer like a month ago um i mean like i i want to see it like i i read the book this is a book i have read because you know it's about the olympics so right um i'm there um but yeah um it might it might be too late to really make a dent yeah anywhere yeah so
0: and how but, about the napoleon part
1: the napoleon part um His
0: question which was like do you think it's the same old votes voters
1: um they they added more people so it's like it's new voices so we don't know how they feel but i think they're also very aware of why they've been added yeah so uh
0: yeah i guess we'll find like
1: yeah like the movie did well i mean did the movie did well worldwide in the box office over there the weekend better than wish yeah it was number two um and i did well overseas like internationally not surprised too. no definitely not surprised so
0: like we said it's good ip
1: yeah and it's also not an, an, an ip that's been done to death
0: mm-hmm. so we're back next week Joyce, with our golden globes predictions for nominees they're back they're on cbs
1: and six slots.
0: so it's gonna be great i can't wait to do that next week we'll do film and tv together
1: uh, I don't even know what TV's been on since it's been rough.
0: Uh, give me some recs here. Monarch. Absolutely love it. You love Monarch. It's so good. <laughs> New season of Fargo, A plus. So good.
1: I mean, I do have John Hammond for that. The show. So good. You no, know, it really, it's, it's, it's really like limited. That's rough.
0: Tough beat. We'll talk yeah. about it next week. Uh, this is fun, Joyce. Talk to you then. Bye. <laughs> For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby.